Again with the Encounter Podcast, and today we're so excited to be talking about overachieving. So let's get started.、Um, I guess the first thing that we have to address is: is there such a thing as too much on my plate, or is there such thing as doing way too much? And I think Second Corinthians eight twelve speaks to us clearly, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Once the commitment is clear, you do what you can, not what you can't. The heart regulates the hands, and I love this version. This was MSG. There's other versions you guys can read them, but I just really love that it says like you can't give of what you don't have. So if you are overachieving with what you do have, I think you're awesome and you're running the extra mile, and you will be rewarded for it because that's super awesome. But if you are giving from what you can't. Um, and it's causing you negative emotions. I think it's time to back up and reassess the situation. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I was gonna say it. Like just, just with this question itself, I will never forget that I went to this.、Uh, I went to this conference, and dude, this lady goes up there, and dude, she has, she's literally bawling. Like even before she starts preaching, and I'm like, all right, dude, you know, I don't like that, but whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I'm looking at her, and then she starts saying like, oh, you know. I've been asking God to help me, and I started listening to her. And she's like, you know,、um, I have three children of my own, and I decided to adopt two more. And you know, and she said that God told her all this, and and she was like, yeah. And she was like, when I felt the most overwhelmed, God decided to put more on my plate, and I was just like, this is ridiculous, right? And then、uh, I, I started seeing that in her whole story and everything. I'm starting to see that that with the whole overwhelming and the whole like, like you know, is. Is there too much on my plate? Deals like she came and said. I understood that every time that God put more on my plate, He wasn't putting more on my plate, but He was making my plate bigger. And I was just looking and I was like, okay, so let's change our prayer. Let's not say God take things off my plate, but make my plate bigger so I can do everything that I must. Because we have to understand that、um, with the Bible and 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 with this life, this life is is a difficult life. It's a it's a life that that makes a lot of choices and makes some.、Um, uh, you have to choose the right thing over and over. Even though once in a while you slip up here and there, but we have to understand that is, is there such thing as too much? I don't believe so. Not with God. Not with God. And I don't see anybody in the Bible ever doing way too much. You know what I'm saying? And I, it was funny because every time they do a lot. They get paid tenfold, so it's not like we're doing like, oh, is there such thing as we can do a lot? No, I don't think so. So, so I, I just feel like we have to ask God for the right things. I was gonna say, Danny, like if we, if we, if we keep reading the the verse that I just read, I really love it because it says, eight、um, thirteen. It says, "This isn't so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. No, you're shoulder to shoulder with them all the way.、Mm. Your surplus matching their deficit, and their surplus matching your deficit. In the end, you come out even. Meaning, like it's you know." A, a united, it's like a group effort. Like that's what the body of Christ is. It's not all about oh, Danny outshining everyone, and he's running ten miles, and the rest of us are running five laps.、Right. You know, it's it's not about that. It's about hey, where you lack, I help you. So if there's too much on your plate, you know, call your brother out. Be like, hey, bro, I need help. I I need this. You know, let's not be afraid to, um, to do this. And I think it kind of leads to like, can I really do everything? And absolutely, because that's what the Bible says, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if we feel like the strength is gone, who is the one who gives it to us? God Himself, right? He's the one that makes us capable. And you also have to, we have to understand that just what you said, His strength. We always feel like this divine 
strength will come from you know like a you know like a thunder like like if it was thor or something you know like coming down to you and giving you more strength but in reality he just told you what the strength is and it's your brother Mm-hmm. His surplus is your gain. So we have to understand that when you say ask God for it, we can do things on Christ is because we're a body and it's his body. Therefore, whatever you are good at and I lack, you help me. And whatever I'm good at and I lack, you help me. Exactly. I just wanted to point that out because I think that's a really nice touch. Just to understand where the help is coming from. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so that, that's that's one. So that's one. Uh, and I like what it says about uh, that we're equal because some people, some people like to do things. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I've done too much already. Who's next? And that's wrong. And I, that's, I think, number one thing that we have to understand about being a leader is that when you when you are a good leader, you not only delegate what you got to do, but you delegate the authority. You see what I'm saying? So if I tell you something, I don't have to be telling you, oh, guys, I'm going to delegate Deborah. No, everybody just knows that, oh, okay, whoever's delegated by Danny is because he knows what he's doing or vice versa or whatever it is, right? So we have to understand that. We have to, we must understand that our, we have to trust our brothers in order to reach a full strength as a body. Dan, I was going to say that I, I feel like uh, I'm right now, I'm thinking, you know, like the, like when we start to feel overwhelmed or when we start feeling like we're doing way too much, it's, it's usually because we're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, it's usually because we feel like, oh, you know, um, all week I was a servidora and I cleaned all of the bathrooms and I scrubbed them down with bleach and Raquel, all she did was sing on the mic. That's not fair. And we forget that who we're doing it for, you know? And that's when things start to get a little bit mushy and... Um, murky. Yeah, murky. That's the right word. Uh, I just forgot how to speak English. But yeah, uh, things start to get murky, you know? And then there's you you don't really understand because when you're doing things for Christ, dude, it's never enough. I cannot do enough. Like, I feel like even what I did was, eh, you know, 50% at max. Um, so yeah, it's really important. It's really important to know who we're doing it for because when we're doing it for someone you love, then you understand that nothing is enough. And I, I just think like of a, a person, like a, a girl or a guy who's in love, what do they do? Do they go out of their way to do anything to make the other person happy, right? Like literally they could be like, I need your leg and they'd cut it off and you're like, here, absolutely, <laughs> it's yours, right? And, and that's, what, that's what we forget. We lose that love and we're like, oh, why am I doing this? Why do I feel overwhelmed? Because we forget the reason we are doing this. Um... While Deborah was saying that, I it came to mind about the story of Martha. And in Luke 10, 41, it says, The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Martha has discovered that one thing most important by choosing is to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. And basically, Martha is getting mad because... Um, Yes, her sister Mary is is worshiping God at his feet or Jesus at his feet. And Martha is over here like basically like serving and busy with with all her services in in church. And and it's just like what Deborah says, like I think Martha was was forgetting that all that all that she was doing was for God. And meanwhile, like it's not um everyone shows their their love for god in different services so 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 her sister mary wasn't wasn't being like lazy or or anything that's just her way of showing jesus um her love 
I was gonna tell you guys before you go. I know, I know, I know, I know. Just I was gonna say <laughs> before before you say anything. I just wanna I just wanna close this point and say that we have to understand that even if we wish to serve, even if we have a lot of things to serve, we can't forget the most important part, which is worship God, which is to be at His feet. We can have many services, and you can be the best servidor at your at your at your at your church. You can even be the best media person, but if you don't worship people, if you don't worship people, if you don't worship God. You really aren't doing anything, so that's why even when like when I'm in the media and I tell the kids and I see them work, uh, I see them uh, serving like a few weeks in a row. I'm like, no, that's it. Go and sit down. Go and worship, because if not, they end up dying spiritually, and that's not what we're trying to do. So I love what you said. Um, we have to be like like Mary. We have to be in the middle, not like fully Martha, and not just worrying about all worship, worship, worship. No, we serve and we worship, and we have a beautiful balance, just like Jesus did. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay, and I I really I really like that you guys brought this up because that's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, because we need to we do need to find a, a balance between the secular responsibilities and the um, spiritual the, yeah, yeah the spiritual responsibilities because if we end up going like um, too much into the secular responsibilities like for example me let's say that I end up like being too like obsessed with being super perfect at school or like trying my my entire best with my own strength to try and get the best grades trying to get into the best schools later after high school like that's going to end up overwhelming me and I'm going to end up falling away from the path that God has placed for me and if and also like if we do that but we lack diligence to the service of the Lord then that's where it all comes falling down because you can't be giving too much effort to one thing and then forgetting about the other mm. and um you know if then then uh if we say that like oh like the church responsibilities are too much for me but we can also like work and do school at the same time then what are we doing you know because um second samuel 24 24 uh says but the king said to aruna no i insist on buying it from you i will not offer to the lord my god my God burnt sacrifices that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 pieces of silver. So the same effort that we are to place in the things like school, work, and our career should be the same effort or even greater effort when it comes to the things of the Lord because it's for him, not for ourselves. You know you know what I think? And honestly, I've done this almost like um, unconsciously. I've honestly tried to instill backwards. Like, um, like reverse engineer what you just said. Like, for example, um, I don't know why I, I'm always like this, but now it makes sense, right? With what you just said. Like, I try to instill people a, an amazing way to come to church. Like, an amazing way to... Uh, and you're part of the youth, so you know that. You know, I, I don't ask for half the stuff. I ask for everything or, you know, just keep it there. Stay there. That's, that's not for you. And usually... Um, when people understand this and fall in love with Jesus, they understand that this actually becomes like a reverse engineer type of deal. You become great with Jesus stuff, and sub, uh, like like consequently, you become great at your life stuff, because the Bible says this: "Look for me and my kingdom, and everything shall be given to you by default." So, meaning that word "default" is very interesting because that default means it becomes almost it's like a like you're gonna get it no matter what <laughs> you know what i mean so it's 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 so cool that you said that you know we have to we have to put a balance and i think i believe that as a young as a young as a young man or young woman or young 
you know, whatever it is, boy, girl that you are, the first thing you have to give is yourself to church. Fully, fully, fully. And as you grow up, you start saying, oh, I got to do good in school. And, you know, we we actually had a few people that used to really, really suck at school. They met Jesus, and I don't know, I don't know where they're going to graduate. I don't know where they want to do better. And I don't know where they'll say, okay, look, maybe school's not the best, but, you know, I want to go to work. So it starts with church. If you are great with God, you have to be great in the world. Um, Danny, I was just going to say, uh, to kind of back you up, uh, Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Of course, does this mean that all you should do is you should spend uh, 72 hours at church every day imagine the day had 72 if you can <laughs> 24 hours a day but there's other responsibilities right, right. And the bible is clear in ecclesiastes it tells us that there is a season and there's a time for everything I agree. so what needs to be done is schedule guys like i know this is like such a um mom thing to say i know I, i'm sorry <laughs> but it, it's the truth like you first of all i feel like nobody should sign up for something that they cannot do with diligence because the bible says that he who serves negligent is cursed so don't serve negligently. Um, serve everything you can with diligence. That's why there are rules in, a, in uh, congregations, right? Like our thing is you can only have two services because we understand you can be overloaded and you won't be doing any of them right. Right. So you pick what you like because that's how you how do you want to serve God? And when you do, you say, OK, these are the commitments that I made. Nobody made you do them. Nobody tied your hands. You know, if you want to quit, you can. So I recommend you do. Absolutely not. Quitters don't make it very far. But, you know, you commit to something and you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Now let me work around this because you committed. So you commit and you say, okay, at 7 p.m. I have to be at church every day. Sick. That means I have from, I don't know, whatever time you want to wake up, let's say 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. That's 12 hours. But the thing is that we say, oh, we can't balance our life, but we also throw in some Netflix. We also throw in endless hours on TikTok. <laughs> and it's hard, right? And how are we going to balance our life like that? No, we have to be responsible with the things that we choose because we're no longer kids. At first, I was a kid and I thought like a child. But now I'm no longer a kid, right? And now I have left my childish ways. My childish ways. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's important that we understand there's a balance, there's a season for everything, and there's a time for everything. And I was going to say, uh, well, the way you said honestly is beautiful because I've seen in the life of the youth, and I, you know, but since we've been teaching the youth for a while now, like we see the people that like actually grow up like to be 18, 19, they now come back and say, oh my God, Danny, I should have been more at church. And like we just say with them, there was a season for you to be at church every single day. Yeah. And now it's passed. So yeah. now you have to pick up a job. Now you do have to do school. Seriously now. And and that's why <laughs> I tell people that can and, and are willing. But like, dude, if you can be at church every day, just let me know when. And I, I even remember we used to even come and like even do work while they do yeah. homework. Like I try to just be as much as possible because it is a time for them to do it. Once they hit 18, 19, 20, it just becomes, you know, it becomes another season in their life, which... You need to respect, like you just said, right? And also, Danny, there comes another season where now you have to take care of others. It's no right. longer just about yourself. To give up. Uh, you know, uh, all of you ex. might want to get married. Maybe you want to have kids. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be, that's a completely different season where it's no longer about you. And you can't just say, oh, you know what? I want to take care of my newborn today because I have to serve in the servidoras. You know, it doesn't work like that anymore. Now your priority is your family. No, so yeah, I absolutely think like there's a season, but right now, guys, this is for the youth. You yeah. guys have the vigor, the strength, the time, the time to serve God fully. And the Bible says, if you can serve me and not get married, do that. So if, if you guys are strong enough to do that, do that. 
Dude, enjoy the Lord because that would just be you and him and he will uh, satisfy all your needs. Sorry, Danny. I just no, keep no. trying to talk and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm What's her name? What's her name? What's her Raquel wants to say something. <laughs> Dang, he forgot Shoney. <laughs> um, so, so literally what you guys just said like really connects to my life because um, I'm not like 18 or like 19 yet, but I did have like this, this, it wasn't even long ago, but like, um, when school started, like I was like really like so disappointed that school was going to be online. I mean, not, not, not like in person. Cause in person. I was like, cause I was like, bro, literally like my school is like not even five minutes away. It's an hour away and I have to go there every single day. And then I have to come back home and it's late. And then I like, where's like time going to go? And I was like really sad. And like the first week of school was literally like, I cried every single day. Cause I was like, um, but then like, um, like with talking with Danny and stuff, like this is literally what it reminded me. Um, because, and my dad too, like my dad told me like, look, um, you had that, that season in like during the pandemic where we were all like at home to be filled with the word and, um, you were able to read it as much as you wanted to. And now that you have read and you are filled now you, it's time for you. It's the season where you have to put it into practice. Now it's what have you learned all these months? Now you have to go in school in school out in the world it's not even like just like going to the grocery store it's literally like going to school like mm -hmm. all these types of people are going and now it's the season for you to put the word that you have received through this whole time into practice knowing that um even though you can't read the word every day as much as you would like to or the time that you would like to just even like a verse a day or like um i don't even know like the verse of the day you know is like more than enough if you really meditate on it and like think about it and realize how it can benefit your life and then um just two verses above like what um that what i mentioned um matthew 6 31 32 so then don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for the unconverted pursue these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them so um, I think I'm very guilty of worrying <laughs> about all these like, things. Oh, um, yeah. We, we so, all do. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, you know, when when you do find that balance in life and you know that it's always going to be God first, of course, like, there's nothing to worry about in your spiritual life or in your just, like, lifestyle. You know, I was going to tell you with what you said, honestly, it's so beautiful what you said because I was just talking to a... I was just talking to an hermano outside. He's so, so cool. He always, like, talks to me. And he always has, like, a lot to say to me, which I take and I literally treasure in my heart. And he told me, just so you understand, like, about, about worrying and stuff, like, he told me, he was like, Danny, like, he's like, he used to tell me, he's like, dude, I used to work every single day for hours on end to make as much as money I'm making now. And I'm like, like oh cool you know like i was thinking that you know that my nose sometimes get a little bit you know talky and i'm like i was just like but now i don't want to i don't want to work as much and i'm making double and i'm like what does that mean he was like i don't i don't know where to put jobs anymore i have to turn down jobs and i was like what changed he was like i just started serving in the house of the lord he's like fully like like literally fully like and he said, before I used to come, he was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. But now he said, no, now I I love it. When they tell me you got to wake up at 6, I come at 5.30. Like, he was like, he's like, I love it coming here. And then when I get out, I get out of my service, I go to work every Monday at 4 a.m. And I can't. I just I have to turn down calls. I have to turn down jobs because I just can't make it. And don't think that I'm, like, struggling. No, no, I'm straight. And yet. I just, I just can't do anymore. And, and I said, I was like, oh, well, that's, that must be the promise that, that she just talked about, right? 
if you if you follow Christ, everything will be added to you. So honestly, just the, all this is beautiful, right? Of overachieving and and try to reach for what's right. I'm not saying underachieve either, right? But but what I'm trying to say is like achieve what something is realistic, or something that you can get help from your leaders. Um, ask your parents. I think that's that's important. Like I know you don't want to hear from your parents, but they have a few years in their belt and they can help you. And and I think I think I think the best thing that we have to understand is I think the question that I was reading right here is how do I know if my goals aren't in line with God wants for me? And I can only see what Jesus told 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 Father. He said, God, please pass up this cup if it's not for me. But it says, But let your will be done. And I think that's what the thing we should do. We should try to hit as closest to what God wants from us. And at the end say, But God, if this is not for you, let your will be done. And I think that's uh, it's almost saying, God, I want this, but here's the keys. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I want to drive that way. Here's my car, but here's the wheel. You know, like, like this is where I want to go. But if you want to go hard right, I'm in for the ride. I'm in for the joy ride. And 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 we need to understand that Jesus sometimes is like that. Like, who would have thought, you know, that we would have been in church every single day? Honestly, nobody, nobody probably would have given us like what a dollar for us to be at church ten years ago. Everybody probably thought that we were gonna be, you know, the the ordinary pastor's kid that you know we were definitely headed that way and we everybody thought we were going to be nobodies and and i, I believe i'm still I am a nobody but in jesus christ i now i am called his son and i have worth and that literally makes me want to cry but not yet uh, danny i was just going to say something right now that you said this whole like uh let it be god's will i just wanted to share a little like let it be god's will in my life and honestly, guys, sometimes God like loves me, and sometimes God just like smacks me down, and I'm just like, damn, I should have seen that coming. I like it when he smacks you down. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I agree because that's how I know she's I'm my loved. Sister, she's my sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's true because you know the the child who is corrected is a child who is loved, and so I am privileged to be loved by Christ. Um, right. I was gonna say that there's a not so long ago there's something I was holding on to. Um, I can't go into like details but i was just really personal details yeah uh i was holding on to something that i knew was bad like i in my heart i knew it was bad everybody who loves me around me told me like bro that's wrong and i was just like yeah but yellow that's what i want and they were like okay cool you know and um i really like held on to it but every time i would pray to god i would be like like it's i'm weak if it's not if you think i should not have this you take it from me i can't do it i'm weak i'm too weak i can't do it i'm super lame I'm super weak. <laughs> and um, God did. He literally, dang, I'm a little embarrassing, but he took it. Like, literally just, yeah. and I was like, oh, sick. Okay, I guess that is God's will. But the thing is that I was willing to admit, you guys, it's not always easy to, like, it's easier said than done to just be like, oh, you know, I want to do everything that's in God's will. It's hard. It's not It's not easy. God's, God's will is not always easy. Um, so yeah, I feel like if we are honest with God and we tell him the truth about our condition, he always meets us. Honestly, with me, he meets me more than halfway. He meets me literally almost like 99% of the way. And oh, I mean, I feel happy that he listens to me because I would literally just slap me and be like, you're ignored for like 10 years. But yeah, absolutely. I, I think that um, in order for our goals to align with god we have to let it be up to him and i was reading proverbs 16 9 it says a person may plan his own journey but the lord directs his steps so we can do all the planning we want but at the end the one who's going to direct our, uh, his steps our steps is him and also there's that other one right that says like the man can like plant and and water but the only one who can make the seed grow is god right 
And so uh, I think that just, you know, whatever your goals are, make sure that they are aligned with what, not only what you believe, but what the <clears throat> word of God says, because sometimes what we believe is erroneous. Uh, so really make sure that what your goals are set to be um, are, yeah, God's God's will and your life will be a lot easier. Yeah. And you can even ask Jesus that, right? He was yeah. about to get killed. Yeah. And he was <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sometimes we were, that, that's what it is. You know, sometimes we're on our way to being murdered or. Sorry, you know, it's it's a, it's a way of speaking, right? Like, we're on our way to getting in trouble or we're on our way to, you know, just giving up ourselves. And it's not, you know, we feel like it's not, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. And yet God goes, you must go through this. So when you get out of the other side, you can help other people. And just like you just said, we can go like full circle, right? Then you help out those people that are in those same places. And I was seeing another question here. was said that, um, you know, how can, uh, when might this overachieving become an undesirable behavior? And this literally stuck out to me because I was like, how can you ever overachieve? with god but I, I was thinking i think the minute it becomes an undesirable behavior is when you start putting your brothers down in order for you to look up like uh like the minute you start becoming a pick me person like for example yeah. <clears throat> for example i see this a lot in the youth and, and i try to you know nip it in the butt right right away like for example you, for example today just out of today you know you guys all presented uh most of you guys are here presented and i was really proud of you i was like well you guys all stuttered and you guys, it's it's hard but i see where you guys see dumb and where you guys see like oh i'm not ready i see something that can be molded into something beautiful like uh, you see what i'm saying like i see you guys in a way different light than you guys see you, you guys but i was uh, like if somebody goes oh yeah but mine was better like i automatically say no no, no that's not right because that's the overachieving that nobody likes. That's the achieving that even not even God wants. If you're pushing down your brother so you can stand on his head, that's that's exactly what, what God says not to do. It says the Bible says it is better for you to tie a, a giant stone to your neck than be, before making one of my little ones fail. So that doesn't only mean oh the people that are below you, that people means people that are in the same stature. Imagine Jenny gets mad or Jenny doesn't want to do it anymore because of what you said. You, God will get mad. God will say, why do you do that? So I think the overachieving becomes an undesirable behavior when we start killing our brother. We start stepping on our brother. When we use our brother as a step. You know, some people um, some people used to tell me this and um, honestly, it broke my heart and they used to be like, um, oh, dude, people get close to you so you can get close to the apostle. And I was like, well, I'm not even close to the apostle. <laughs> and the apostle's my dad, right? And I'm like, I'm not even close to my dad. I'm like, how can you guys be close? And they're like, yeah, they just want to get close to your dad or your brother or whatever it is. And I was like, well, that sucks. That means I'll never be able to have friends again. Or like, what, what am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and um, <laughs> thank you. And I was, uh, <laughs> they're, they're all saying they're my friends. So that's thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that thing that becomes undesirable. I don't know if you, if you, you agree or not, but that almost becomes like, you make something so beautiful that it's overachieving, which I think is beautiful, and you make it in this twisted, dark thing that you only say, I want to be like that. I want to be the star in the game. Go, go ahead. Say something, because if not, I can preach the whole night. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with what you said. And I also like, like um, was thinking that, that overachieving becomes undesirable when you make it start. I'm sorry, no. Um, it becomes undesirable when it when it transforms into an obligation, like an obligation to serve, an obligation to um, help others out. Like, like no, it shouldn't be a not maybe not an obligation, but like a, a burden. burden. Like it shouldn't be a burden. Like for example, like to come and um, I don't know to um, be in 
in I don't know like a servidores or or like media or whatever like it shouldn't be a burden it should be a delight because um it's not something that is placed on you by force like God is the one that gives you the choice whether you want to or not because he's a gentleman but once you start to be like like oh no like I like I can't go to this because I have to go to church because I have to serve because I have to do this because I have to do that like that overachieving starts to become like really like ugly and that's like not what God has called us to do I think the question is who do you do it for God or yourself if you're doing it for yourself it becomes ugly but if you're doing it for God it almost like looks gracious you know like I, I always like people that help me out with everything and I always tell people okay dude you gotta stop <laughs> like like you're helping me you must be tired you gotta go to work in the morning and she's like yeah but it's okay I'm here and I'm like no I appreciate it, but go like it's not about you anymore you know it's like it's about what people what we're doing about you know what I'm saying you, you know what I'm trying to say I don't know if I'm confusing more people than anything but I was gonna go say ahead. Danny it's like do you have to or do you want to right and some people you know what I was thinking of? some people I even saw myself that sometimes a long time ago <laughs> I saw myself like I wanted to do everything for example I'll never forget Um, uh, once again I'm ministering all right, right? I'm like opening my heart to you guys but I haven't ministered the offerings in a very long time like, if you guys noticed I haven't done it in a while dude and I was like pissed bro I was like nah dude I was like what am I doing I was like I'm reading the bible bro I'm you know like I, I have fruits to show for it right so I go and I tell my mom my dad this and my dad goes he just looks at me and he's just very calm and he looks at me and he was like but you preach every other week try the mic and I was like okay that was me overachieving overachieving like was was it good that I was hungry for my for my saying yes but my dad said but you preaching the other people are getting it for five minutes you're gonna fight for that too, and I said, "You're right. Okay, and you know what I did? That okay? Sounds good." I stepped away and I said, "You know what, God, I, I will follow. I will follow." And and I I have and and I preach and sometimes I sometimes when I don't preach in a while, I go I go into the fitness and I just go, God. And somebody asked me this last time. He was like, "Dude, what are your number one goal?" And I told him, and I didn't understand. This was my goal until they asked me this, of course. And I said, "Dude, my number one goal is to serve God, however, whenever." And wherever I can, like if they told me, "Hey, Danny, it's time to you know mop something. Send it. Let's let's just do it." I was like, "Let's just do it. It doesn't matter where it is. If it's preaching, if it's you know going to, I don't know Hawaii to start a church, that'd be awesome." But I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, right? But but but, but uh, anywhere anywhere that I, that I can help God, like that's wrong. Even if they told me to Antarctica, whatever it is, wherever God sends me and wherever God wants me to be, that's where I want to be. That's my goal. But please say something because um, I was just gonna. I was gonna tell you that I, I like how you just said this right now because I think that's a perfect example of overachieving in the spiritual sense. Because like, let's say you're, but not because you're an overachiever, um, but because like, let's for example, Danny, what he does is he preaches and he drums, right? And he does media. Um, for him to go and mop something, that would be something extra. That would be you overachieving. Right. That would be you doing the extra mile because there's people who do that. There's people that that's their service. But if someone drops their crown. No, yeah, send it. Catch me picking it up. Right. You know, because it's the same crown you get by mopping the bathrooms than by posting a video on the media thing, you know? And people tend to forget that because they see one service as more important than the other. But the one who's important and the only one who's important is our Father God. Can I give one more example? Honestly, I just thought about this. And honestly, my sister can't let me lie. Remember that time that um, there was a group for Santa Cena that last minute like pulled out? And then um, they were like, oh, who can do it? Who can do it? And literally my sister and I were looking at each other like, should we? And I was like, should we? And I was like, oh, the youth will do it. 
and everybody just looked at me and they're like no 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 for reals and I was like, no, 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 no. That's, oh, that's, that's, oh. that's when I take out my elder robe, right? And I was like, no, no, no. When I say it's me, it's me. And then they're like, okay, sounds good. And then, dude, it's such a beautiful time. Every time we do that, the Santa Cena, we, we get, dude, we get, we get prophecies. And, dude, honestly, and, and I look and I said, okay, God, like you said, when there's a crown to be taken, and thankfully, everybody's so willing to do it, right? <laughs> and I was going to say, Danny, that we fought for it so hard that time that they were like, the, I don't oh, know why they yeah. weren't believing in us. I was just like, you guys don't have to believe in us because God's on our side. <laughs> He's defending us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's but so we, true. They didn't want us. Yeah, us they really didn't. Well. But the, the point three, is that... Three years later, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The point is that they gave it to us twice this year. Yeah. Yo, oh, I was going to tell you, we're the only group that got it twice this year. So so, so just so you, you talk about overachieving, and it's beautiful that you guys understand this. It's, it's not about you. It's about serving the Lord. And if you serve the Lord... God will, God will automatically, you know, put you up in what you, when you have to do. And honestly, bro, we are reaching thirty-three minutes. Wow, this is the longest probably one that I've made. No, no, I've made it a thirty-eight yeah, minute 41. one, forty-one. Woo, sorry. But, but honestly, I was thinking about this, and now that we see the youth, and honestly, they're all so willing. Remember the last time that we forgot that we did Santa Cena, yeah. and everybody was ready within a day, and I was just like, honestly, God, thank you so much, because but now you see the. Well, well, you reap what you sow. And we were always like that. Yes, Jenny, please. Yeah, I said anything the whole, the whole thing. Okay. I have this this point. It's kind of like um, separate, but something's on me to say. But, um, but, uh huh. No, go ahead. <laughs> Basically, um, like sometimes. And I had a problem with this, and I and I talked to like Deborah about it. Like I started to become like discouraged, and I thought to myself, like I thought I had too much on my plate, and and then I was like, I was talking to Kat and Josue, and I was like, bro, I have this, I have this, I have this in the school, and and all these church privileges, and I was just like making such a big deal out of like the the amount that I had, and then and then like thoughts just started to like come and i was just like okay i'm just gonna quit this and i'm just gonna let this go so that so that i can have enough time for for for, for these certain things yeah. yeah and and then like um but then i was like okay i'm just waited off because i was like so close to just like okay i'm gonna just leave this this um this privilege right. and then and then like i talked to deborah about it and i was just like hearing myself talk and i was like Jenny, you literally don't have that much. And then I was like, <laughs> and then she literally said this to me. Yeah. Yeah. She's telling me. <laughs> yeah, like literally I was talking out loud and I was like, wait, I don't even have that much. And then it is and it just like kind of just showed me that 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 it's just like the enemy trying to tell you like, hey, you have too much so that you can stop serving and that slowly you can just say, okay, I can't, I can't do church anymore. Like I've seen like friends that they have so much at church. And then all of a sudden, like I slowly see this person like, um, back out of church. And it's just like, like that it, it happens to us like unconsciously. And I think we should push ourselves and ask God to give us the strength and the peace in our minds so that we can keep on going with every privilege privilege that we have and you know what you said is beautiful jenny because i love it when you catch yourself right you go, because it happened to me too when you start talking you're like all right it sounds stupid yeah and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go away now and it's funny because if right we all believe that we are jesus's 
um, you know, we were his children. And Jesus never gave up. If we see him all through his life, even when he got into the synagogue and they were saying that they were betting and they were making things, he didn't say, oh, no, dude, I'm done with these people. No, he corrected them, but he never gave up. It says that even when he was hungry, even it says that the Bible says even the son of man doesn't have a bed to put his head on. Dude, he didn't have bed sometimes. He didn't have food sometimes. I was talking to the youth today that he was like, uh, they were like, oh, you know, I told him like, people might think, oh, God, Jesus doesn't know what to be in aloneness. And I was like, well, try being in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights with no food. Oh, I was like, it, talk about, <laughs> talk <laughs> about lonely. And then this, and then the devil comes out of you and say, "Hey, how you doing?" I would be like, "Oh my God, how you doing?" You know, almost hugged that they would be like, "Finally, forty days, forty days by himself." I don't, I don't know. I wish Jose was here. I would like to know what makes somebody insane. How long for you to be alone, insane? Because I imagine him Jose being on. Would have this on yeah, the brink. I, I imagine it's on the brink, and yet he never quit. He said, I'm going to push forward because there's something bigger. And honestly, I love that you said that. And I love that you say your life because honestly, that's the most relatable. Go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. Let's see what you got going. So I'm going to like, turn the tide, tide a little bit. So there's a question that the podcast <laughs> says. It says, uh, how can I deal with stress? Now, sorry. So, sorry, I'm so sorry. So recently, so recently, I just want to sh share with you guys that um, now that we're in the season of like college applications, I'm sure a lot of people like who are listening are like also in that process. And this is something that I talked with Danny and Deb as well. But here's a verse that I just wanted to share so that, like, in case you guys need to deal with stress, it's First Peter 5, 7. And it's basically saying, uh, cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So if we're basically able to cast all our anxieties to the Lord, what is there to worry? Everything is in his will, and as long as we believe that like, as long as we can trust in the Lord, there's really not much to worry. And that's sort of what I sort of meditate. That verse is what I meditate in whenever I feel, like, overwhelmed and I can't think of ideas to write for my college application. And I'm just staring at a blank Google Doc for three hours and crying. This is the, <laughs> this is the, this is the verse that I sort of meditate in. And I thank Danny and Devin God for, for, for doing this and providing this verse for me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, guys. Um, honestly, we have reached 37 minutes. It's been so long, and I don't like doing long ones. But, guys, keep in mind, um, if it's about Jesus, there's no such thing as overachieving. Actually, guys, um, thank you guys for choosing um, the encounter. Uh, if you guys can help us out and giving us a like, following us on Redeemed uh, LA. Um, and keep in mind uh, that next podcast is our anniversary. It's going to be uh, 52 podcasts since we started, bro. Honestly, thanks to God. If you if, if you would be here and you'd see how many changes we've had, it's, it's literally uncanny. And if you don't know uncanny, it's almost ridiculous. But um, honestly, guys, thank you for all your listening. Actually, did you guys know that out of 100, did you guys all know that 20% of the people that listen to us are from China? 20%. So... So think about that. That's pretty awesome. And honestly, the whole world hears us. And honestly, I'm so blessed. But guys, if you want to help us out, please just like the Redeem at LA on the Instagram. And uh, give us a like, follow. Uh, I don't know what to say. Share, ding it. I don't know what to say. Follow us. You know, the little ding, 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 ding. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. You know, turn on your notifications. And guys, I hope this is a blessing. God bless you guys. Take care and see you next time.